Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Scent with Emphasis. How are we doing, homies? I hope you are all well. It is Tuesday. It may be Wednesday. It may be Thursday. Whatever day of the week you are listening to this too, I hope you're having a wonderful day. When I started this podcast, I really did not account for the fact that all of my Saturdays were going to be crazy, okay? This should have been assumed, I know, but I feel like Saturdays are nuts and then Sunday rolls around and they're just brutal and I'm bedridden all day or hungover or busy or whatever and then Monday rolls around and I'm doing a lot of promo, you know, I'm editing this thing and then this baby comes out Tuesday and I don't think a lot of people know this, but I don't ever record and post on the same day. It's actually extremely rare for me to do that, to record the Tuesday episode that is posted on that same Tuesday. But here we are, okay? We're doing it today. And the reason I don't do this is because it takes me so long to edit. I can't even explain it. A lot of people probably think that I just sit down, I record, I post, and just shut my computer. I always tell people that However long it takes me to record, it takes at least double the amount of time to edit because I'm OCD. I want to put out good content. You know, I want to be good at this. So in that sense, I've gotten really good at editing. I try and make the sound levels better. I try and make the wavelength, the compression, the whole nine yards. Okay. So it's Tuesday, but I'm recording on a Tuesday. I'm doing exactly what I told you I never do. So Maybe it's a sign for you to do something you've never done before, okay? I don't I don't know why I said that, but here we are, okay? Let's dive right into this week's episode, Comparison. We know it. We've all felt it. We've all been there. Comparison is seriously the root of all evil. And I know people say that that's money, and I agree, but if you really think about it, I think it's comparison because at a deeper level... Why would money be the root of all evil? No one would care about money if it didn't hold purpose, if we weren't comparing ourselves to how much money someone else has, or being greedy because we want more because other people have more, or maybe we want more to stay ahead of the other people that have less. Whatever reason it is, comparison is the root of all evil, okay? I'm glad we could all agree with that. But seriously, it brings you no joy in any way. Before we dive into this week's episode, I thought comparison would be a really fitting and helpful conversation for this week because while summer's great and woo, we love a hot girl summer, whatever, it's a big time for comparison, especially with body image and any insecurities. And I just kind of want everyone who listens, who struggles with this to feel safe and know that that is so common. And I also want to reassure each and every one of you that no one is paying as close of attention to your insecurities or to your body in general as you are. It's all about feeling confident, feeling secure, and no amount of compliments or validation from outside sources are going to make you feel that as much as you feel secure in your own body. So I hope this episode is kind of a good reliever and a way for you to heal with comparison issues because I know we all deal with them. So let's start with this. How many of you have ever wondered or thought that person is doing so much better than I am? Their body is so much better than mine. Their relationship is perfect. It's so much better than my own with my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my spouse. 
They are so much more attractive than I am. They are so much more successful than I am. Why does it always work out for them and it never does for me? If you have ever had these thoughts, which I'm sure a majority of you had, congratulations, you're normal, okay? You're just like everyone else, but today we're going to change that. We have been conditioned as humans to understand ourselves in comparison to others. Say you describe yourself as shy. How do you know you're shy? Because there are people who are less shy and more outgoing than you are. Why do you describe yourself as athletic or motivated? Because other people are not. There are people that do not have those qualities. Descriptions and things exist when they are understood to have an opposite meaning. There wouldn't be cold without hot. Otherwise, if the temperature was always cold, think about it. We wouldn't know what heat was. We wouldn't know any different. It would just be the temperature. But because there is a hotter degree or a hotter feeling or temperature in general, we describe it as cold. Does that make sense? And that's why when we are younger, we are so authentically ourselves. We are not looking at other people and wishing we had what they did. Because we haven't yet understood these terms that society places on us of pretty and funny and smart and successful and even less than or more than. We're just seeing things for how they are, for how they exist. We're doing what we want each day and being happy with who we are. There was this study conducted a while ago, and I want to say the date, but I don't want to get it wrong. So it was two monkeys and each of them had to perform a task to get a reward. So one monkey performed a task and it got a cucumber or like a piece of a cucumber or whatever. That's a default treat for them. So the monkey did the trick, it got the reward, and it was enjoying its cucumber. Like, hell yeah, go monkey, go, you're kicking ass. And then the next monkey comes up, does the same trick or the same task, whatever it is, but receives a grape. And for those who don't understand monkey lingo, apparently a grape is a very desired reward. And I have friends who actually do studies and conduct research on monkeys and they're going to text me and be like, dude, what are you talking about? Monkeys literally can't have grapes, but whatever. This was a study done, not my own study, but one monkey performed the activity, got a cucumber, was enjoying it. The next one performed and received a grape. The monkey who was enjoying its cucumber saw the one eating the grape and immediately threw the cucumber. They didn't want it anymore because this grape was so much better. They wanted something that was sweeter, that was more desirable. So when they saw the other monkey have the grape, they no longer even saw theirs as worthy. And I'm not telling you this story to try and give you a psych lecture, okay? Even though I feel like we should all have one because psychology is so fascinating. I'm giving you this as an example that in our simplest form, there is some sort of human nature that we are built to compare ourselves to others. Solely because we know that something better exists, we immediately reject and don't want what we have. And what what the hell is that? If you think about that concept, that is crazy. Let me repeat it. When we know that something better exists, we immediately reject and don't want what we have. That is insane. It's almost as if our inner child lashes out. We go to these extremes. Oh, she's a little bit skinnier than I am. I'm so fat. Oh, she's so simple and quiet. I'm so crazy. Oh, she's winning all these rewards and getting all this recognition for her career. I'm a failure. 
Once we see what is better, we diminish all of our own successes and wonderful qualities. But here's the thing. There's always going to be better. Use the iPhone as an example. Okay, I'm staring at my iPhone and I can't even keep up with the number of iPhone that they're actually on. But do you think people were thinking about the iPhone 15 Pro Max mega screen, whatever the hell, when the first iPhone came out? No, they were just enjoying this crazy new technology that allows them to communicate with someone in their hand, okay? But once the next best version came out, that iPhone that was once so valued and so prized is now viewed as crap. And that's exactly what humans do. But you're always going to be lacking in some area. Always. No one has it all. We deem the worth of ourselves and the worth of others on outside validation. How we look, how many boys compliment us, how many girls have hit on us, who has better grades, who's smarter, who's more successful, who has more money. You could go on and on and on. And the reason I start each episode by explaining what comparison is or what the problem or topic of the episode is is because a lot of times we can't pinpoint why comparison is so toxic. We can't pinpoint why we do it. It's almost because it's human nature. It becomes so in one ear and out the other, the saying, don't compare yourself. Whenever someone tells me to not compare myself, it's something I'm so aware of and know I shouldn't be doing, but it doesn't get me to stop. Because if there is someone who has something that I want or I feel threatened by or insecure about, someone telling me to not compare myself isn't going to resonate with me. It isn't going to be enough to get me to stop. So that's why I always want to kind of hit the nail on the head on why we compare and why it's an issue before I just go ahead and tell you not to do it. First and foremost, everyone in this world compares themselves. Everyone. So if you feel like shit about yourself because everyone seems to be more content or this one person seems to be doing better with their life than you are, that's almost never the case. I'm not saying that maybe this one person isn't more content or they aren't at peace or they haven't been through the journey to get to where they are today to be comfortable with their life. I'm just saying that everyone has been in a spot in their life where they were stuck in a revolving door at some point of this comparison cycle. Maybe it was their face, their belongings, their career, their car. It could be something so niche that you don't even know about. And I am far from that exception, okay? And I hope that that's something that's very evident with this podcast is that I'm not recording and posting these episodes because they are topics I've mastered or that I've overcome. It's honestly quite the opposite. I'm picking these topics because they're areas I'm still struggling with. For example... Two weeks ago, not four, not two years, not high school, two weeks ago, I was sitting in my living room with my roommates and had seen a boy from my past post a picture, okay? It popped up on my feed. I saw it. We've all been there. And I will credit myself and say that I'm very good at keeping a healthy distance from people from my past. And that's not because there's unresolved issues or feelings or current bad blood or animosity. It's just... They're not part of my life anymore. I don't need to go back and stalk that photo of them holding the fish from 2016, okay? But I haven't seen this guy in a while and it popped up on my feed and I saw in the comment section, I didn't click on it, it just popped up. It was a girl I kind of know and she had commented something on his post. But I click on this girl's Instagram or Visco or whatever there was and there is this 
beautiful photo of her in a bikini in front of like a fucking palm tree or something. And she's got to be like 5'9 and you know, long legs, long blonde hair, skinny body. And I had recently been going through some sort of insecurities. And to see someone who is genuinely five inches taller than I am with long legs and a model figure, it's pretty hard to not feel smaller, both physically and figuratively to this person and also feel less than them. In this one photo of a girl who I really do not even know at all completely ruined my mood. It like set me spiraling and my anxiety just let me have it. I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to see. And my roommates are like, dude, she's not you, okay? She doesn't look like you. Don't compare yourself. And that is exactly how I would feel if one of my friends was in that position as well. Because I look at my friends and I'm like, it doesn't matter if you show me a picture of Beyonce. No one is going to be you. And that is something I feel so deeply about them. They're gorgeous. They're funny. They're all their unique person and amazing in their own ways. And when I say, dude, don't compare yourself. You are seriously amazing. They don't believe it, as don't I when I'm on the receiving end of that comment. So why are we so harsh on ourselves? It's not like we're lying. It just is like, you can't compare yourself and it doesn't matter because one, I already did compare myself to this girl. And two, once I enter or once you enter that state of mind that someone is better or prettier or has something that you want, you almost become a different version of yourself. It's not like a victim mentality, but it's a mood that you can't shake because you don't feel good enough. It's just a boatload of insecurities all at once. And that is a perfect example because I don't know this girl, okay? And I'm sure she's nice and great and probably feeding starving children in Africa. I'm sure she's wonderful. And it's not even personal to her or me whatsoever. But the fact that someone is perceived to have something that you want, like in this situation for me, a boy... And she also, in some ways, makes me feel inferior, you know, like being taller or having a better body. It's hard to even justify my own qualities and see the beauty in myself. And I am here today to switch that mindset for all of you. And we have a little, you know, sent with emphasis family to grow into better people together. This isn't me at the ripe age of 22 spewing my wisdom for you all to have a magical cure. That's not what this is at all. It's my chaotic and internal battles poured out so that you know you're not alone and you can maybe learn how to overcome some of these difficulties. So woot woot, here we go. Comparison comes in multiple different forms. I just kind of want to start with that first and foremost because we think comparison as plain and simple and a lot of times it's just not. One, we compare ourselves to people we know. Okay, we got that. We're all pretty aware with that. Two, we compare ourselves to people we don't know as well, like celebrities or influencers or people on TV, just people we perceive from an outside perspective. This conversation, I want to briefly note, will cover both of those comparisons. And then with those comparisons, what we do is there is a thing called upward and downward comparison. It's defined exactly how you think it would. We contribute to upward comparison to those who we look up to, those who we perceive as superior than us in some way. Maybe they're more attractive, have more money, maybe they're smarter. And then on the opposite end, we compare ourselves downwards to those who we perceive as inferior to us. 
This should be obvious, but neither of these are valid methods to base our self-esteem on. One, if you're looking upward, you are continuously going to be unsatisfied with your own life, and no matter how hard you try, when you put someone on that pedestal, they will always seem to have it better. And two, if you're looking downwards on someone, you're someone who needs to break others down to fuel your own self-esteem. And that is just a clear indicator that your own insecurities and lack of self-assurance and self-confidence are rooted so deeply. Also, you're creating this negative energy around yourself solely because you want to tear someone down to boost your own self-worth. Healthy self-esteem comes from valuing yourself and others. Comparison also comes with this acknowledgement as well. You need to accept and love people for who they are and be so aware that your love and understanding of this person does not impact who you are. When you are building other people up, you are also building yourself up. There is no need to ever look down or view someone else as inferior. And if you're comparing yourself off of that scope to make yourself feel better, you're just creating this unlasting happiness, this jealousy, this animosity, and it's just not long-lasting at all. So here's one little piece of insight I've learned from all my own comparison all of these years. Comparing others can often impact how others view you. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Comparing others can often impact how others view you. If you are constantly verbalizing your comparison like, oh my gosh, she's so much prettier than me. He is so much more fit. Their lives are just going to be so much more successful while mine just is not. Then your brain is going to start to believe it. You know those negative people whose negativity is just like contagious and you're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen the world through a darker lens. Like you're just surrounded by someone who's such a pessimist and it's almost overwhelmingly contagious on your own mindset. That is how you will become because your brain is so much more powerful into believing what you think. So if you feel like that being surrounded by a negative person, imagine if those were your own thoughts. You're going to believe them so much more. And when you are continually reinforcing these insecurities or comparisons, your brain will start to believe them. But not only are you going to start to believe that narrative, but others will too. And I'm not saying your friends are going to be like, wait, yeah, dude, your life is a mess. She's way hotter than you. No. But after a while of constantly repeating validation for your own insecurities, those insecurities will become more visible to others. And again... This isn't about placing importance on what people think about you, but all I'm saying is that people will treat you with the respect that you treat yourself with. By making note of what you lack, you may be shedding light on an area or an insecurity literally no one else has ever thought to notice. When you start getting in your own head and consistently, the keyword is consistently here, I mean, come on, we all have weak moments here and there, but consistently verbalizing it to other people you're not going to be fun to be around for one. Two, you're going to start fully accepting these comparisons. And three, they will become visible to others as well. And you may make someone else insecure in that same boat. I've had people be like, oh my gosh, look at my armpit fat or look at my hairline. I'm like, dude, I would have never thought to look at your hairline or your armpit at all. 
But now that you pointed it out, now I'm insecure about mine. You know how that goes. It's the same energy of when someone is like, hey, do I have food in my teeth? Because you think that they're looking at the food in your teeth when in reality they're just insecure about their own. It's kind of that same mindset. Okay, you get it? And going off of this, I will kind of explain this in the most surface level way that I can because I know a lot of people struggle with this. Comparison makes you less attractive in this boat. And again, let me emphasize this episode is not about how to be the prettiest or hottest or the most fit person and it's not about impressing other people at all. But let's set the stage here. Say you're dating someone, okay? And you're talking on and on about how ugly you feel and how fat you feel and how lazy and stupid your life is. Your girlfriend or boyfriend or spouse or whatever is going to be like, why would I want to be with someone like that? The same goes for when you compare yourself to others. No matter how much this person loves you or truthfully puts you on a pedestal, they may slowly see those comparisons as well. And not because they want to or they're looking for it, but because you're leading them to it and that's just how the reinforcement of the brain works. You are bringing this insecurity to the forefront for no reason other than you're insecure. But if you are validated in your own skin, not only is that the healthiest and best feeling for you, but it's also the most attractive to someone that you're with. Confidence isn't about being the prettiest or the best in the room. What's that quote? It's about knowing that you don't need to worry about who is the prettiest or the best or that you don't care who they are. It's something along those lines. Confidence is just about walking in the room and knowing you're secure in yourself, no matter who's there or what happens. Also, there are girls and possibly guys, I don't want to assume because I'm a girl and I've witnessed this more with girls, but there are girls that look at another and say, she's so pretty. I mean, don't you wish I looked like her? One, that makes you look insecure and jealous and is making this girl out to be a goddess for absolutely no reason. Like, why are you putting her on a pedestal and why are you dragging yourself down? Or you're seeking validation from your boyfriend to say something like, no, babe, she's not that pretty. No, you're way prettier than her. And you need to tear down that girl to make yourself feel better, all because you were insecure. Both of those are not good options. Do you see what I mean here? You are making things a much larger deal than they need to be. Comparison does no good. And on top of that, everyone in this world is insecure about something. There is not one person on this earth who has every box checked off and every glass filled to the brim. There is not one single person. So when you look at someone and wish you had their life or this or that, I'm telling you right now, that person who seems to have it all figured out is looking at someone else and thinking the same damn thing. So how can we go about comparison? Okay, we just kind of understood the psychology behind it, why it's bad, why it kind of manifests into something greater. But here are some tips to deal with it. My first tip is <laughs> don't do it, guys, okay? Plain and simple. It should be easy. That's all. Okay, thanks for listening to the episode. No. Prevent it as much as you can and remind yourself of what I just told you. It brings no joy. It is only going to cause further negativity and shine light on your insecurities and create a notion that you and others will believe. Everyone has insecurities, okay? I'll repeat it 400 more times. When this comparison happens, here's a few tips to consider. Start by looking into what you want from this life. 
What makes your life feel full and valuable? How do you feel you define success? People always say to define success, but that sounds like an eighth grade workbook activity. I'm not even kidding. So consider what seems to be a successful life to you. Maybe you want a house full of kids. Maybe success to you is deemed by, you know, making a lot of money, whatever, so be it. Maybe you want a car full of dogs and you want to truck along the West Coast and just live in the mountains. Or maybe you don't want any kids or any dogs or anyone in your life. You don't want to have to commit to someone. You just want to enjoy life for who you are. Whatever it is, define that valuable life for yourself. And why I say that is because when we don't know what we deem as successful, we allow this definition to be defined by others. Thus, when we are absent of what others have that make them successful, we allow our self-esteem to crumble. Okay? What is successful to you may not be successful to me. I'm not basing my success on selling out stadium tours like Taylor Swift, okay? If I don't do that, my life will still be successful. That's not what I'm basing it off of. My next is... This is going to sound really cliche, but consider five strengths you have. Five. One, two, three, four, freaking five, okay? And you know what? Maybe take an online quiz. I've talked about this before. But seriously, maybe look at an online quiz or just search up. Because when you are given your top five strengths, you're not like, damn it, I really wanted detail-oriented up there, you know? Fuck. You're focused on, damn, I'm spontaneous and I'm well-spoken and I'm assertive. You're not focused on the opposite ends, okay? And if you don't know what these qualities are and you don't want to do an online quiz or search online, ask your parent. Ask a close friend. Freaking ask me. I don't even care. DM me and be like, girl, what do you think my strengths are? I will give it to you straight because we all have them. And when we focus on them, that's when we build a life that we want. I truly believe that all happy and successful people are happy and successful by choice, not by chance. So while you're busy wishing your life was theirs, they're continuing to build a life that makes them happy, whereas you don't even know if their life would make you happy. Okay, I don't know why I'm using him as an example, but I am. Michael Jordan was notably bad at math, okay? You think he was focusing on math all this time? No. He was focusing on what he was good at, basketball, being a professional athlete. So find your strengths and hone in on them. And obviously, try your best. I'm not saying this is a nod for you all to excuse your weaknesses, you know. Most of us are bad at math, whatever. But try your best and don't compare yourself. It's something isn't your strong suit when it's someone else's. My next tip, unfollow people. This touches a lot more on social media, and that is something I've talked a lot about through my episodes, like my Instagram versus reality episode, but if you're seeing someone else's post that makes you insecure or just is a trigger for you, you don't have to follow them, and that's not out of bad blood. It's just a point for us to control the content that we see, and the same goes for people in real life. I'm not saying unfollow them and shut them out, but if there are people that are bringing you down or our triggers are just not good for you to be around in terms of your insecurities, you don't need to be around them. And I'm not saying if you think someone's way prettier than you, shut them out, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But you know the people in your life that are triggers for you. And on an opposite end of the spectrum, 
My next tip is for you to do something really well and make that something small. We are so worried about doing so many things good and having it all in life. And like I said, we can have it all, just not all at once. There is no one who has it all in life. And often what happens is we half-ass all of this stuff that we do. But doing something small really can not only be mindful, but can help build up your self-esteem. And going off of doing something small, accomplish something today or accomplish something this week. Everything in our day is our choice. And we all have something we've been wanting to do. Maybe it's a book you want to read or maybe it's an activity you want to accomplish. And taking the time to get it done, whatever it may be and whatever it may take, can fuel your self-esteem and your motivation and just really make you revisit these strengths. So accomplishing something and even doing something small really well are two areas that can really help you hone in on your own self-confidence and take you away from that comparison of others. And lastly, one tip is hone on on your why. Why does that person make you insecure? What is it about them? Is it something that you want to be perceived by? Is it a way you want to look? Focus on that and dig deeper. Why do you want to look that way? Why do you want people to know you like that? Because a lot of times you'll find that you're just trying to prove yourself to others. You're trying to prove yourself worthy enough. Whereas when you practice your own strengths, you'll realize that you're worthy enough and you don't need that outside validation. Something I found super ironic, and this is kind of veering away from the tips. It's just more of a conversation. But something I find super ironic in this life is that when we are practicing upward comparison, we're often looking at people who seem to have more than us. They have what we want. They have it all. But what I find to be most ironic is that the happiest people really don't have and or need a whole lot. And I think that just goes to show the toxic nature of our society because we want and crave and desire all of these materialistic things and all of these looks and these lip fillers and whatever it is. Yet the more things we have, the more issues seem to follow. So while we may think that if we have X, Y, and Z and a successful career and a smaller waist and a fat bank account, we'll be happy. People who are driven by materialistic successes and things are often the most unhappy. And maybe that is due to having greed at the center of everything and not focusing on what truly matters. But if you listen to every celebrity, I have seen so many artists, so many singers, actors be like, when you have it all, it's not even worth it. You think you want this, you think you want that until you run out of stuff and realize nothing truly made you happy. And all of this leads into my last point, my last tip, perspective. And while it's inevitable to not compare yourself or your day-to-day routine to others, one small cure to this is perspective. When you are traveling or not even traveling, but educating yourself or actively engaging with others who have it worse off than you, maybe they're disadvantaged or they're sick or simply just going through a hard time, it really opens you up to perspective and makes you feel guilty in a way. Like, why am I worrying about all this stuff? Why am I worrying about how pretty I am when the value of life is so fragile and precious that there are genuinely people out there who are just hoping that they have enough food to make it through the week? 
life is not measured by what we have and what we own. It's measured by what we do for others and how truly pure our love is. None of that is depending on the common outside factors that we compare ourselves with, like a job or a photogenic face or the length of your relationship or the digits in your checking account. We can't take any of that with us when we die, but yet we let it so greatly impact the quality of our life. So if you are in your head, my best advice to you is get some perspective. There are people who have seemingly nothing, none of these materialistic things that we base our happiness around, and they are so much happier than we are. Give yourself some perspective because while you may think that everyone has it better, I can promise you that there are certainly people who have it much worse. So this episode has been, I wouldn't say negative, but a little bit of a downer mood. You know, comparison isn't fun. There's a lot of negative aspects with it. So I want to end on a positive note. Comparison can be good. I will find a silver lining with that. There are a few outcomes. One, it can inspire motivation. Maybe you like the way they do something, or you like the way they grow their hair, or you like their routine. However, this is where the idea of balance comes in. If you see someone with great style or they have some sort of something that you want, That is enough to motivate you if need be, if it's something that you perceive as change needed in your life. And that is where this generation is so bad with this stuff. Because when we see someone who has a life that we envy, we don't just watch their content. We consume it. We become fans. We obsess over it. And we follow them to the point that what once has inspired us now becomes a constant reminder of who we are and what we don't have, okay? So... Switching it back, comparison can be good because it can inspire you, it can motivate you, but don't let it control you. Another way comparison can be good is that it challenges us to see different perspectives. Maybe this person doesn't have your dream style, but they can offer, similar to inspiration, new ideas and open you up to new potentials on how you change your own style. It's kind of like a challenge. It it offers you to be creative, to look more into different areas that you may have not before. And that's more of a good side of comparison because you're like, wow, I've never thought of that. That's not how my brain works, but I'm happy that you showed me that perspective kind of thing. And lastly, comparison can lead to collaboration. Maybe there is someone out there who is doing something similar to you. Maybe you are aspiring to be an upcoming musician, but there is someone who is your age who just seems to be doing it better and has it all figured out. It doesn't hurt to use that comparison and turn it into something like asking them to collab with you, asking them to help you out. Turning that comparison into collaboration can be such a healthy way to turn that threatening feeling into something so positive for you and whatever you're feeling insecure about. Also, this is what I sort of discussed before when I mentioned that you are building other people up. You're also simultaneously building yourself up. If you are trying to nag someone down to let yourself shine or you feel like you're competing with them, you will not succeed. You will only truly get away from that comparison and receive that inner joy and that self-esteem when you're able to celebrate someone else's beauty and qualities and success without diminishing your own. And that is such a great part of collaboration because it almost touches on acceptance as well. You're acknowledging what they're doing is great. 
even if it's what you want or a path that you want to follow. You're still acknowledging it and it's making you more joyful and also leading to that inspiration as well. But above all else, we weren't put on this earth to be a copy and paste of someone else. There aren't two people in this world, no twins, no one, who are the exact same. So while you may think someone has it all, someone could be thinking the same damn thing about you. Alright, hot take section. So my hot take today is a little bit of an extension from today's conversation. I've read a lot of different books and listened to a lot of different stuff on comparison itself. And people always say that it's so much harder for your brain when you compare yourself to people that you don't know. So a lot of people argue that comparing yourself with people that you don't know is much harder than comparing yourself with people that you know. And I disagree because I feel like when it's someone you don't know, you can avoid them. You can unfollow them. You can simply not see them anymore because they're not a part of your life. It's also easier for you to understand that you don't really know this person. You only know what they want you to know. They can deceive you into thinking something about them. Whereas when it's someone you know, they're always around. You love them. They're part of your life, but it's just so much harder because you have that proximity, that closest. You really know who they are. And for a lot of people, you're on a side-by-side journey together. Maybe it's someone you grew up with. Maybe it's someone who's younger than you but is achieving what you wanted to at that age. It's so much more difficult and harder to not take personally. And I've talked a lot about comparison today, obviously, so I will just leave you with this. No matter who you are, no matter who you're comparing yourself to, you have what they don't. You are unique to yourself. You have your own strengths. And there is absolutely no point for you to compare your journey, your quality, your looks to someone else because what's meant for you won't pass you by regardless of what you change for yourself. Okay. That is all for this week's episode. I really, really hope it resonated with some of you. Seriously, comparison is the worst, you guys. I know it. I hate it myself. We all do it. And it's like, a death trap that turns us into the worst versions of ourselves. So when we can celebrate ourselves and others without comparing the two, that is when life gets good. So look at yourself in the mirror today. Tell yourself you look damn good. Give yourself a high five, whatever you need, because confidence is the most important trick and defeater of all of comparison. On that note, as always, remember to own who you are, mean what you say, and whatever you do, do with emphasis, baby. I will see you next Tuesday.